Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Welcome to the World in Sport, I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week Tahiti is confirmed to host the 2024 Olympic surfing competition and Tonga is a step closer to qualifying for the Women's Rugby World Cup. But first, Tonga will have two taekwondo competitors at the Tokyo Olympics this year after making history at the Oceania qualifier on the Gold Coast. Peter Taufatafua defeated Papua New Guinea's Stephen Tommy in the men's over 80 kilogram division at the weekend to qualify for his third Olympic Games and will be joined in Japan by 20-year-old Malia Paseka after the Pacific Games bronze medalist qualified automatically in the women's 67 kilogram division. Taufatafua, who rose to fame with a shirtless entrance at the 2016 Olympics opening ceremony, told Tale Anderson they had to overcome a lot of adversity. I'm feeling relieved that the uh, that the training camp is you know the first half of the training camp is finished. Um, you know we put in so much work, we you know we sacrificed so much just to get to that position to you know to actually be in the competition and to be in the you know to be in good um, to have good technique and to be ready for the competition. But uh, yeah, feeling very relieved, but also very happy that. Uh, that now Tonga is, is qualified for the Olympics. Um, I, I don't know if anyone else has, uh, has qualified yet, but uh, uh, you know, I just wanted to make sure that Tonga was represented at the Olympics and uh, we've, we, we can tick that box now as well. And of course, um, you get to share that moment with Malia and I think she might, have, she might be the first woman to qualify for the sport in Tonga. How was it to share that moment with her as well and to know that the two of you will be uh, representing Tonga at the Olympics this year? Oh, I'd say, you know, it's... it's it's a dream come true to see a woman, uh, you know, to see a woman qualify in, in Taekwondo. You know, she is the first qualified Taekwondo athlete from Tonga. And, and we've been trying since, um, you know, uh, Tonga Taekwondo have been trying since 96, uh, 2000 to, you know, to actually get someone to the Olympics. And now we, you know, I, I qualified in Rio and, and now we also have a, a female to represent us as well. And, um, you know that's such a big deal for us uh, in you know in, not 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 just in Tonga but in in uh, the Pacific because you know to have female representatives of sport is um, you know just makes me so happy. And it was a it was a massive achievement because her work started uh, in the lead up to the South Pacific Games, which she had um, she won both a bronze and a gold medal in uh, you know through very tough fights and. And, and 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 she was uh, going to compete against people that she had uh, that she had beaten before. So she was just she was ready for a four fight day, and and she came ready. And um, 
uh, and, and made it through. So she's very deserving of, uh, of the position. And I think she was very relieved as well to be able to, you know, to qualify that spot. You know, there's been, um, uh, been a lot of pressure on her um, just to be in that position. And, she, and she's put in a lot of work. So um, she's very relieved, but also very happy uh, to be the first Tongan uh, female. Looking back as well, your first attempt at qualifying through the Oceania Canoe World Sprints, you're hit with an injury uh, in the lead-up to the event. How serious is the injury and how, I, I can imagine, you know, that had a huge impact on your preparation for the Taekwondo qualifiers. So how, how did you manage that? Uh, the, the injury was very serious. We had our um, Olympic physio had a look at it and um, it's, it was a, a fractured rib and a torn serratus anterior. So um, if that had happened for me overtraining the sprint in, uh, in, in kayaking. That happened a week and a half before the, uh, before the qualifiers. So I was in a lot of pain um, leading into the kayak qualifiers and also leading into this, leading into this taekwondo qualifier. And it really limited what I could do and limited my mobility um, there's, there were some positions I couldn't, you know, twist into without uh, getting a lot of pain. Uh, mentally, we were very prepared. Um, but, you know, I guess the nature of sport is that, you know, you can get injured and you just have to find a way to, you know, to push through. Uh, it did affect my it did affect my race, but, uh, you know, I, I can't present any excuses. You know, whether I had a broken rib or my arm had fallen off, I have, to, you know, I... I always have to show up on the day and give my best, and uh, and that's what I did. And uh, on that time, it fell short. And is that it for you in terms of kayaking, or um, are you planning to? I know there's um, another chance for you to qualify um, at the Canoe World Sprint event. Are, are you going to have a go at that, or what's your plan? I I've never quit on anything in my life. Um, I, I've uh, I've lost many competitions. I've come last, and I've come first, and I, but I've never quit on anything. I I absolutely love the sport of kayak. I will be. Um, I will be racing in May. It's a it's, it's a long shot, but I'm going to be uh, definitely going for kayaking again. Um, you know, I don't I don't lose a race and then stop. That's just not in uh, not in not in our nature. That's three-time Olympian Peter Telfotafua. Tahiti has been approved to host the surfing competition for the 2024 Paris Olympics. French Polynesia was picked by Paris 2024 organisers in December as the preferred option over four rival beaches on the French mainland, and the decision was approved by the International Olympic Committee at its executive board meeting on Tuesday. President of Tahiti's Surfing Federation, Lionel Tehotu, says hosting the Olympic event will be a team effort. We just uh, have the news from our president of uh, Tahiti, of French Polynesia, Mr Edo Fritsch, and uh, so he was. Uh, he has uh, the agreement, uh, the approval coming from uh, the Kojo of uh, Paris uh, 2024, and uh, coming from Lausanne, from Switzerland, from the Committee of Olympic of. Uh, and uh, so for sure, we are so proud to hear that that great news. And uh, so for us, for all our surfers from uh, Tahiti and uh, from the island, and as well from France. It's, uh, it's a great news. And uh, just to note that uh, we have a big partnership now with, with France, with the Federation of Surfing from France, build a team together. And uh, so it's going to be uh, very, very important to, to do that and uh, to start uh, working for the project, the project of 2024. So we are so happy with the population as well. And uh, 
and uh, we just uh, we just thanks as well all the other cities uh, of France who uh, which uh, were uh, compete uh, for to get the project of uh, that uh, games the uh, land. So thank you to to Berix and uh, Osegor, uh, Lacano and as well the Torch. Uh, so it's a very big joy to to welcome uh, this uh, rendezvous uh, in our island uh, of Tahiti at the kilometer point zero in Tehopo. Since December, has Tahiti, has the French Polynesian government, has have you been required to do anything, uh, provide any information to the IOC to, to help with this uh, process, or did you just have to wait for their decision? We participate with the other city yeah, of France. We, we were five candidates to propose uh, files on the, on the event. And uh, so from the structure to the accommodation and... Uh, and all the lasers can be set on the on the spot uh, during uh, the event, and uh, so it was a great work with all our government, with um, all the ministers, give a hand with the services to put together, you know, the the puzzle and to get uh, that file adopted and approved by the CIO. For the ISA, uh, we had a little talk uh, with uh, Mr. Faluso and. Uh, they were saying to us, for sure, if it's, if it's going to be in Tahiti, it's going to be great. But uh, also in France, it's going to be great for them too. The choice was maybe uh, set on the, on the climate and uh, on the average uh, of the swell coming uh, end of July and beginning of August. So in Tahiti, we have such a big swell. So we have uh, like 75% to get waves. And uh, we know that uh, in summertime in uh, in France um, there's maybe a lack of swell at that time. So for us, uh, it was a positive thing to get uh, this average of uh, climate and for for this for the webcast. Huh? Today we are so we, we have to to work now and uh, all together and uh, and for with the Swiss friends for sure because. Uh, this game uh, belongs to the the COSO, the Committee of uh, Paris Com- Committee, Olympic Committee. So we will work uh, together with the uh, French Federation as well to make the, the games for surfing uh, a great event in 2024. Because you've got four years now until obviously the Olympics will be staged. So, um, you know, now that you've got confirmation, what can you do between now and then to ensure Tahiti, French Polynesia is ready to, to welcome the Olympics? Our president, the government president, Mr. Fritsch, was telling us that uh, he will uh, wait for uh, the approval. And uh, today uh, we have the agreement and the approval. So now uh, he's going to make a big committee of organization and uh, to organize uh, that surfing, uh, surfing games because just the surfing and uh, maybe another kind of sport. It's uh, Aviron. Aviron. I don't know. Uh, like a kayak that uh, you have uh, people on it and uh, it's going to be uh, outside uh, on the sea so so we we'll wait for that uh, but it's another sport but for, for surfing uh, we will uh, do the best and uh, we know that uh, we already uh, have like more uh, than 20 times uh, competition contest with uh, ASP and WSL 
uh, in Kyoto for many years, for 20, more than 20 years. So for the for the broadcast and uh, everything linked with uh, that event. So we used to to manage, and uh, we have uh, knowledge uh, with many people to to do that. And uh, I think the help as well of the IFA uh, with WSL and French Federation with us could be a good result with our government and French government to to succeed in and um, to make uh, to think about as well the environment to care about the environment and uh, make like uh, some structure but light structure and to to leave them after the games uh, heritage heritage for us because we use uh, once a year the Chopo surfing spot and maybe uh, we, we will make uh, another another big event in Chopo uh next year so could be good uh, for for the years coming and after 24 to use uh, some structure and and benef- big benefits for the population for our population that's the president of Tahiti's surfing federation Lionel Tehatu Tonga is a step closer to the Women's Rugby World Cup after overcoming travel delays and ill discipline to defeat Papua New Guinea 36-24 in Port Moresby. The Kingdom conceded the opening try in only the second minute of the match, but outscored the Cassowaries six tries to four, despite having one player sent off and two more yellow carded. The game had to be postponed by 24 hours after visa entry complications because of the coronavirus twice prevented the Tongan team's departure from Auckland last week. Assistant coach Sione Polu told Tale Anderson it had a big impact on their preparation. So we were supposed to leave on the 27th, which was last Thursday. Uh, we got to the airport at 3am in the morning and um, the flight was supposed to be 635 so we didn't leave there until like probably close to eight o'clock in the morning, back home, you know, back to our own uh, accommodation at College Rifles. Um, we came back on Friday again, the same time, three a.m. And yeah, we spent a bit of time. There. I think we left there about eight thirty in the morning after knowing that we couldn't get it. They tried to delay the flight for another half an hour, but the still paperwork wasn't still confirmed. So we uh, ended up flying out on um, on Saturday. Oh, the girls must have been um, pretty excited to finally get on that plane and to head over. Uh, to PNG in the end? Oh, yeah, I mean, it was a flight to here to Brisbane with a uh, three-hour turnaround and then from there to PNG. And then once once you got there, um, was it straight into training for you guys? Pretty much we got in, settled the girls in, uh, bags and stuff. Uh, it, was, it was quite um, humid and hot over there, so obviously most international teams don't do that sort of thing where they fly in a day early and then play on the next day, you know, so it was, a, it was really demanding of the girls. Nevertheless, though, you guys, you came out with the win. I mean, um, it was it's pretty historic as well because it is the the game against PNG marked the first uh, ever women's rugby international to be played there as well. So coming out with that win, uh, you must have been feeling quite relieved, I guess, in the sense that you've overcome all these challenges, but also um, excited for the next step. You know, you can't take anything away from the PNG, um, uh, from the girls there. They obviously had been prepping for you know, quite, a, quite a bit of time and I think for us it was just you know being historic we had the Prime Minister there uh, we had the Governor General it was, it was quite a sort of a packed stadium at, at Bava Park and um, with that heat the girls just had the, you know it was it was quite a physical game and PNG wanted it probably just as much as we did obviously for their country and, and the uh, promotion of um, women's rugby in the Pacific and like us too 
the girls dug deep. It was it was a close game right up until the last minute. Um, but yeah, I mean the the girls got through in the end, uh, scoring I think the last try in the last minute, just to be you know I think it was 36 uh, 24. So right until the last sort of like five minutes, it was just tooth and nail from both sides. So it was a, quite an awesome game. I know there are a few uh, a few yellow cards given out um, on the day. Were you impressed with how they played? Are we happy with the performance? I think with what we had to, the time frame we had to prep for this and um, the travelling. I mean, obviously coming back home, we spent the whole day travelling back home to, to New Zealand. The girls uh, from Tonga are yet to, um, they leave tomorrow afternoon. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a little bit different when you're a hosting country. You don't have to go anywhere, you just prep, prep, prep. But with us, and like I said, um, not many international teams fly out the day before they play and play and then and fly back out the next day sort of thing. You know, normally you get a few days to sort of climatise and, you know, just to have a feel of the whole thing. But mm-hmm. for us, it was sort of, you know, get in there, get stuck into it, and then get back again sort of thing, you know. And just looking forward, what what did you take away from that game that you think you might uh, the team might focus on um, as you prepare to go against Samoa? Well, I mean, we know Samoa's going to be very, very strong, and, uh, and then that's uh, probably why they've um, finished second, obviously, Fiji first. Uh, because of the quarantine last year, we've had this uh, rapid charge opportunity to try and grab that spot. But then, you know, it's, it's a fight. It's going to be a fight. So if we want it, it's got to be done another day. And what are the plans next for the team? Um, travel times and just uh, preparing in that sense as well. Is, have you guys thought about how you'll better prepare for that match or coming together for a longer period? Any ideas yet or what our training camp looks like for you before that match? Um, but- there's a few um, ideas at the moment that our management are talking about. Either going into Tonga for maybe a week or so, uh, 10 days. Um, there's, talk, there's a few talks about a few different things. Um, but obviously trying to organise and making sure that visas and stuff, are, obviously with, with Papua New Guinea, with the visas and stuff, was, was the problem in our, our game against Papua New Guinea. But in this game, we don't have any visas, so we're looking at trying to get there a little bit earlier, uh, have a little bit of time to climatise and just... Um, you know, have a good uh, training sessions there and, and, and follow it through. So. And what would it mean for you guys to win that spot to, to go to the World Cup, especially um, with how far Tongan women playing rugby um, in Tonga has come? It was only a few years ago where the sport was banned for, for females in the Pacific, or well, in Tonga anyway. It would be a massive thing, uh, obviously, to win against Samoa will be a, a you know quite a big... Uh, Accomplishment, if, if, if you know what I mean. It's uh, we we look at them as the uh, probably them and Fiji as the guys that we we try to be like or be better. Obviously, we've got you know coaches from Tonga, coaches from here helping out um, from the management team. So the prepping, it's just prepping and trying to get the girls used to this at, at this level. You know, Samoan team and Fiji have been in this a little bit longer than the Tongan uh, women from Tonga. So we're we're trying to close that gap bit by bit every chance we get. That's the assistant coach of the Tonga women's rugby team, Sioni Polu. And that's the World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. Thank you very much for listening. You can hear this and more on rnzi.com. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. 
Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.